Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Turning Points, A Walk Through Changing Times. It wasn't long ago when a data breach that comprised the data of a few million people would have made big news. But nowadays, data breaches that affect hundreds and sometimes even billions of people have become so common that they sometimes go underreported. So in today's episode, we are going to decrypt Canva's security breach that affected 139 million user accounts. It is one of the most significant data breaches from the last decade that ended 2019. And what makes this even more interesting is the fact that it was carried out by a hacker who's responsible for cyber attacks at over 44 companies worldwide, but still continues to remain anonymous till today. So listen on to know more about the breach, what was done to prevent it, who was responsible and how it was responded to. You are listening to Turning Points, a walk through changing times. If you have been a Canva user for over a year now, then on the 26th of May 2019, you would have received an email from Canva notifying you about the company being at the receiving end of a security attack. Although Canva was very responsive throughout, beaten taking the necessary protective measures against the attack or informing the concerned cybercrime cell. However, at the time of the attack, the attack was estimated to have only minimally impacted only 139 million user accounts. But it was only later on the 11th of January 2020 that it was found that the attack could have left its repercussions on as many as 4 million accounts whose passwords had also been successfully decrypted by the hacker. But before we go further into the attack, to give you a brief background about Canva, it is one of the most popular graphic design startups that was founded in Australia in 2013. And currently, it has a presence in 190 countries with 15 million users. So let's go back to the morning of the attack. It was the 24th of May 2020 when a hacker who goes by the name Gnostic Plus contacted the media group CDNet and claimed to have breached Canva earlier that morning. Now, the Canva attack wasn't the first time that he or she or the group was responsible for a cyber attack, as I already mentioned before. In fact, Dub Smash, MyFitnessPal, Zynga are only few of the names who had previously fallen prey to Gnostic Plus data breaches. Gnostic Plus is an infamous hacker who has stolen data of over 900 million users from 45 companies worldwide till date and put them on sale on the dark web. But the Canva attack wasn't like other attacks, it was different. And why do I say so? So here, the attack was discovered and stopped by Canva while it was still occurring, unlike other attacks where it's discovered only later. Canva had immediately shut its database servers on detecting the attack. But what was most surprising was the fact that after the attack was stopped, the hacker directly contacted the journalism group CDNet and admitted to having committed the crime. To quote Oz Alish, CEO of intelligence cybersecurity awareness platform CybeSafe, I quote unquote, It's common to brag about hacks on dark web forums, but contacting journalists directly and spreading awareness like this is almost unheard of. So this bold measure on the part of the hacker was considered by many to be a ploy to steer more sales of the stolen user accounts that he had put on sale on the dark web. So now let's look at what was really compromised in the attack. Number one, the profile database of 139 million user accounts was accessed. 
This contained usernames, email IDs, public profile IDs and addresses. Number two, encrypted passwords using bcrypt hashing algorithm. Please note the passwords were encrypted. Number three, a claim of access to the OAuth login tokens of those users who had logged in using Google. For those of you not familiar with the concept of OAuth login tokens, so they basically are what applications use to make requests on behalf of the user for the authorization of the specific application. Number four, there was also limited viewing of card details and payments data. But fortunately for Canva, it never stores complete credit card information in one place. Therefore, even though the attacker might have viewed these files momentarily, they couldn't have used it for making payments later. But in spite of all this, Canva users weren't thought to be at much risk. Listen on to know why that is so. To answer the question of why were the users not thought to be at much risk? So the first reason behind that is that the passwords had first been salted and then protected with a hashing function called bcrypt. So it was then considered that even though the attackers had access to the hashed password, they would never be able to decrypt them and recover the original password because bcrypt is one of the strongest hash algorithms there is since its iteration count can be dynamically increased with time to make it slower and thus more resistant to brute force attacks. The second reason is that the OAuth tokens too were encrypted using an algorithm called AES-128 or Advanced Encryption Standard and the keys for the same were stored in another separate secure location. And there was no evidence of tampering that those keys from that separate location had been accessed. And without the keys, the tokens alone wouldn't prove to be of much use to the hacker. So amid all this, let's look at what was Canva's response to the attack. So I too was a Canva user at the time of the breach and I still use Canva actively. So I received an email from them as did all its other customers on the 26th of May 2019. I'll actually be reading out a part of the email for you for your better understanding. So it goes like this. Hello. We are writing to let you know that on Friday, May 24th, 2019, we discovered an in-progress attack on our systems. As soon as we were notified, we immediately took steps to identify and remedy the cause and have reported the situation to authorities including the FBI. We are very sorry for, for any concern or inconvenience this may cause. We are aware that a number of our community's usernames and email addresses have been accessed the hackers also obtained passwords in their encrypted form. This means that our user passwords remain unreadable by external parties. However, in line with best practices, we recommend that you change your Canva password. So this was sent by Liz McKenzie, Head of Communications at Canva. But on the 11th of January 2020, seven months after the original attack, there was an unexpected turn of events. When the company became aware that the hacker had actually been able to decrypt the passwords of as many as 4 million Canva accounts out of the 139 million accounts that had been compromised by the breach, it sent Canva into damage control mode all over again. So what Canva did now was it promptly notified all its users of the attack and asked all those with unencrypted passwords to change their passwords immediately by sending out necessary emails containing a set of guidelines for setting the new password. So on the 12th of January 2020, Canva had to forcibly reset the password of all those who hadn't changed their passwords yet and sent out emails about the same to its users again. 
So it's been a few months now since all that transpired. So what's the current situation like with Canva now? So in spite of all the storm that Canva had to weather, to date, it continues to be one of the fastest growing tech companies. In fact, since the attack, its Alexa website traffic rank shot up substantially and it was featured among the top 200 most popular websites. Canva is currently valued at a massive sum of $3.2 billion, and it remains a favorite among its users who are looking to build quick and attractive designs, logos and posters. However, this incident also brings to light a very essential issue for budding businesses and startups. That however good your product might be, if you don't cultivate healthy cybersecurity practices from the very beginning, it will be difficult for you to survive in the long run. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode. I hope you liked it. If you wish to discuss something about this current episode or want to leave some feedback or want me to talk about something else, do feel free to email me at theturningpointspodcast101 at the rate gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on my social media handles on LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter. Or you can, of course, email me and all the links are mentioned in the description. So thank you for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. And this is Priha signing off.